Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Audacity. Audacity. I'm saying it. I'm saying it normal. Audacity. Audacity. I'm saying it normal. <laughs> oh, man. You've got a lot of uh, nerve to pronounce audacity that way. I've got a lot, got a lot of, of audacity. Audacity. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I'm going to sit up closer to the microphone. I've got so? a pillow propping up my back. And you got, which, you're, you're popping your peas. I'm sorry. I've got a, a cup. My, I've got a pillow popping, propping up my back. Yeah, you did it again like, with pillow. It's fine. It got my, somehow the air got around my hand and into the microphone. Yeah, the P, the P sound just gets it. You got to learn how to soften your lips. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I've got notoriously hard lips. <laughs> you need some chapstick, boy. No, they're not chapped. They're just rock solid. There's rock they're solid. The, yeah, they're the your lips are like the the talc, and my lips are like the diamond. You got diamond lips. I've got diamond lips. <laughs> you got diamond lips. They call them even even diamond lips, Stevie. <laughs> anything that can cut my lips are other diamonds. That's why I, why I never go into a Zales or lasers. <laughs> Laser cut lips. Oh my gosh! Laser cut diamond <laughs> lips. Laser cut diamond lips. Um. But yeah, that's I am I'm sitting here. I am I'm maxing relaxing out by the pool. It's finally nice. It's finally Easter. I'm drinking a beer during yeah. the podcast, which Ooh. is wonderful. Yeah, no, it's good. Sounds crisp, sounds fun. A Pabst blue ribbon, of course. <laughs> I got made fun of for drinking PBR. And I don't care. What? By who? By some by some horrible person. Some, by some nerd. Probably. By someone who doesn't enjoy drinking fine blue it won a blue ribbon for a reason. All right. Yes. They wouldn't just say that. You don't win America's best beer by not being America's best beer. Chill out. All right. The new can, the new can design that they have for this year is, is pretty cool. Oh yeah. I do say, yeah. I'm a connoisseur of PBR can designs. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, new I just think can. the aesthetic is nice. I'm googling the new can. I want to look it up. Um How's your How's your Easter? Happy Easter by the way. It's not you. something that I do. Yes, how's your Easter been? It's been Have you been, have you been sinning? I've I have not been sinning. That's good. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, I I don't I don't I try not to sin as best I can. I've I've been um what I've been doing this Easter. I've been going to mass every day, which is really nice. Like there's a, there's a, there was a twelve there was a twelve o'clock noon mass at one of my parishes. Um, it's like a five minute drive from my office. And I found out it was for Lent, and I found out about it like the last two weeks of Lent. I just never got around to going, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave right now. I'm gonna go to mass, and it was nice. Father Anthony said mass, and I've just been doing that every day since last Monday. I've been going to noon mass. It's a really convenient time because I don't have to wake up early for mass. It's the middle of my work day. It's only a half an oh, hour, yeah. so I don't lose that much time. Oh yeah, it's great. So I've been doing that. Um, Thursday was my most productive day at work ever. Really? Yes. Why was it? Why was it so productive? I started doing this thing called the Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of it? 
Is it where you wear a large feather on top of your hat? That's a pompadour technique. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. I love it when I can just give you those soft lobs and you can just knock them right knock out, them of out of the park. Very fun to me. Uh, <laughs> I got to recover from that one. That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> no, pomodoro is Italian. Pomodoro is Italian for um, tomato. <laughs> the tomato technique. <laughs> the tomato technique. And um, they say they call it that because they're these timers that look like tomatoes. And the guy was like, the guy was like, I'm gonna do this. It's called you you sprint for your work essentially. So you set the timer for 25 minutes, and then you focus on one thing for 25 minutes, and you get it done. And then five minutes, you take a break. You do push-ups. You like stretch. You watch something. You go on Twitter, whatever. Take and a dump. Take it. Yeah, a five minute dump. Those exist. And um, <laughs> they do. Yeah, I, I always know. take like 15 minutes or more. Whoa. No, nah, I'm just joking. Ever since okay. I started my new diet, I, I've, I've been... Why am I talking about bowel movements on the podcast? This is one you, of the, you have a new diet? Yeah. Oh. I'm eating, I'm eating, I'm eating fewer carbs and bad foods. Mm. That's the thing is most, I, of my, most of my carbs came from junk food, not even from like breads and pastas. So I just stopped eating carbs and then I just stopped eating junk food because it all has carbs and sugar in it. During our 30-minute Avengers Endgame bonus podcast, I ate probably an entire bag of Tostitos Hint of Lime Chips. Yeah, and I'm not cutting any of that out. They're going to hear all the crunches. That's why it's uh, called the Crunch Bonus Podcast. You get more true. crunches. That's true. I was not. I didn't know we were recording. I thought we were just two friends hanging out. I didn't know you were using me for content. <laughs> well, I mean, once we, once we I hit like... I feel violated. Once we hit the 15-minute mark, I was like, this is the perfect time for a bonus podcast. And then we got to 45 minutes, and I was like, yeah, this is perfect. So if for, yeah. if for you guys who are Patreon supporters... After this episode releases on Sunday, sometime yeah. during the week, I'm going yeah. to release our Avengers Endgame. Or what? You could send that to me, and I could do it too. Also, <gasps> really? You, yeah, you would do be the willing bonus. to do that. I'd be. Do, I could do the bonus for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Ethan's yeah. going to release the bonus podcast. Look at us doing teamwork things. Oh yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to the podcast. If you have seen the movie, listen to the podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, and if you've seen the movie and aren't a patron, support the Patreon, and you will get the podcast. And you'll if get you all of our seen, thoughts. If you haven't seen the movie and you're not a patron, then don't worry about it. Please, you're please good. log off the podcast. Please log off the podcast. <laughs> uh, we, nope. It's it's funny because I went to go see the movie at 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get home till 5.30. So I have maybe some thoughts that are different than some other people because I was watching it in the dark of night. <laughs> the dark of night. And I was watching the movie at 11 a.m. So we have some different opinions. But anyway, opinions. you were doing the tomato thing. Doing the tomato thing. And I have this I have this little uh, this little app that I got from my Google Chrome browser. And it, it for those 25 minutes, it blocks distraction websites. So it blocks social media, which is nice because sometimes I'll be like, writing something for a youth group or I'll be like reading something. I'll be like, man, I got to the end of the page. All right. I wonder what's happening on Twitter. And it's just a little nervous. It's not a nervous tick, but it's like a little like thing that I do just randomly. And all, all that I got to do is click the browser and hit the T button and then boom. Mm-hmm. Twitter, and Twitter. then that's all, you, that's all it takes. All it takes. It it in for you. It just, it just makes it so easy. And, but this little website, I don't even try it anymore because this little ex- this little extension on Google Chrome stops it for me, and it also it also like plays a little noise when I'm done, and so it's like all right, take a break, and then after four, so it's 25 minutes of work, five minutes of break, so it's a de- it's an even 30 minutes, and then so if you do two, you work for an hour; if you do four, you work for two hours, and then you take a 10 minute break, hmm. or like however long you want. And so I I usually I usually that's when I usually stop and like walk around the office. I'll eat lunch. I'll do something. You say that's when you usually you've done this once. 
Well, no, I did it all day. Oh, so for I those see little breaks. Saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you yeah. going to keep doing it? Yeah, I think so. It was really good. It was really nice. Can I get, is there a way to like physically acquire like the, a tomato. the tomato, a tomato. <laughs> you could probably yeah. find a tomato timer online. But I want one made for this that costs more. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that someone that someone is making money off of this. I guarantee. You. Listen, listen to me, Pompadour man. I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Send me a tomato timer, care of Tulsa Newman Center, and I will I will use it and I'll advertise your tomato brand. For <laughs> That's good though. It's cool that you found a system that works. I love yeah, that. And I also I also I've been like super productive like all week. I've been, really? I, I added a bunch of productivity things, and I feel good. It's like is it a productivity podcast now? It's a productivity cast. I also started mm. doing this thing called morning pages. It's, what is that? You wake up, and the first thing you do is write 750 words, and it's like three pages of writing, and it's really Goodness nice. Goodness gracious. Yep. I've done it every day for the past. I used to do it when I was in high school, and it was really nice, but the only thing I wrote about were girls. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it was, so I completely deleted that account, made a new one, obviously, to burn the past. So and, you write about anything? Yeah, you can write about anything. Like, is it like a website called Morning Pages? No, it's called 750words.com. And Did yeah, that... it's it's really hmm. cool because you just you write it right on the website. It archives it for you. It's private. And then um, after you write, you can it analyzes your words and it like tells you like, here's what you were writing. You're more focused on um, like money. You're more focused on work, school, etc. Uh, your mood is mostly happy or angry or sad, and you're more focused. Does it count the number of swear words? It does, and so it rates your really. It does. It rates your uh, it rates your um your morning pages based on like like PG PG thirteen rated G or mm. rated R. So if I go, I so what you're saying is I can't just go in and just type poo poo p p p poo poo. You can, and it'll be PG. Oh, nice! You absolutely can write whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, I could, I might do this. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it <laughs> uses it uses the movie picture associations uh, language. So if you if you use the f word twice, it's rated R. Ah, yeah. if you use it once, it's rated it's PG thirteen. One one non sexual use of the f word, PG thirteen, which is kind of weird. I don't think thirteen year olds should be able to say the f word. They should not legally. I don't think anybody should be able to say the f word, especially not thirteen year olds. <laughs> it's a slight against the Lord. It is. But the also, Lord gave us the Lord gave us sex. We're not to defame it by calling it anything other than coitus. <laughs> you can take that out. Welcome book. to the, I'm not taking that out. Welcome to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a non, um, it's a non-sexual use of the f word. A non-sexual use of the word. Never mind. You can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> I'd have to take that out. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. We've never <laughs> said the f word on this podcast. We've never said the f word. I've never said it at all. <laughs> I didn't have an edgy middle school phase where I thought swearing was cool. I was I I got bu- almost got bullied into saying it in middle school. That's a very Ethan Stevie thing. You're like I, I will at, not say it. This is I was my martyrdom. Lunch. I was at lunch and everyone's like Ethan, just say it. And I was like, no, you guys can't make me. And then I saw my longtime elementary school friend. They were like, hey, you you should say it. And he just said it. And I was like, all of my respect. For my year friend of years, just was like out the window, gone. I was like, I can't believe you caved. We were we were young. Hey, here's we another were thing. Brothers. <laughs> here's another thing I was thinking about. So you know how when we were babies together, yes, you and me together, yeah. we could poop while we were asleep. 
Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. We've lost that, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we can't do it anymore. I know. We used to be gods, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> do you think God poops when he sleeps? No, but I think that lowercase g gods could. <laughs> I, I was just something I was thinking about. I was like, man, we really used to do that, didn't we? And then now it's like we're bound by our voluntary muscles. Yeah, well, we, we used to poop when we sleep, and then we also used to wake ourselves up crying afterwards. Right. I'm not saying it was good in every sense, but I am saying that the freedom afforded us was was nice. Yeah, I think I think that I think that I'm glad that I can't poop when I sleep because eventually I, I would like know, to be married and that kind of prohibits, you know, being well, next just, to another yeah, person yeah, yeah. when you defecate. I, it's something that waxes and wanes. So like we have it when we're babies <laughs> and then we lose it and then we're when we're old again, <laughs> we get it back. Which I think anything that you have when you're a baby and when you're old but you don't have in the middle of your life is probably something good, you know? Because yeah. you're close to the Lord in those times, right? Like babies, they don't <laughs> sin. Old people, they got one foot in the grave. They all they have less. to do all day is pray rosaries. So it's like <laughs> they those those two ends of the of the shelf are where we're closest to God. And so I think anything that we do in those times ought to be imitated now. This is why I know? believe walking is a sin. <laughs> we um, won't. We roll. I think. I think being able to use your hands and fine mm-hmm. motor skills is a sin. Yes. Um, being able to feed yourself is a sin. Yes. And um, having hair is also a sin. I got. I, I rounded it out. I got it. There you go. Good job, Patrick. I pulled it in. <laughs> this is just something I'm thinking about. These are the. So this is obviously a goof, but like these are the things that I say to my students that get them so riled up because they think that I'm serious. They're like, what do they you mean you want to poop? Long enough. They what do you mean you, you want to poop when you're asleep? That doesn't make any sense. I'm like, no, it would be dope. And they're like, no, like they actually get so mad. And it's you're so you're going to be such a good dad. And <laughs> based on something that you told me once, this is something okay. that I'm going to tell my kids. And I, I, okay. I've, I've said this several times. If you eat fish, you can't drink water because if you drink water after eating fish, they come back to life in your stomach and they make your tummy go. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> and so I'm going to make sure that my kids, I'm going to make sure that my kids fully believe that you cannot drink water and eat fish because they will come back to life in your stomach. <laughs> what was the context of that? Did I, you did said, I say that on you said on, on Twitter, you said, quote, do not drink water when eating fish because then the fish can swim around in your tummy and make your tummy go G L U glug 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 glug. Wow. Glug 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 glug. That's hilarious. It may have been that a is... DJ Pillowcase tweet. It might have been. That's like prime DJ Pillowcase. It really is. What are we talking about today? <laughs> um, I was actually thinking about something, and you you brought it up a little bit, and maybe this was going to be one of my uh, eight days of takes that I never ended up doing because <laughs> I, I got on Twitter, and it just made me sad, so I unfollowed like 100 people and then logged off again. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, well, I'm down to like 173. I'm trying to get it under 100 because I think that I don't really need to follow more than 100 people, but... Uh, where, where am I? Because I was gonna have like I was gonna have all these like Twitter takes. And I was gonna be like, oh yeah, these would be great. And, like everyone, oh, it's Ethan's so edgy. He's back, you know. And then I was I just was bored with it. I was just like, this there's no point. So, but it's good content for a podcast. So why don't I just save eight days of takes and instead have eight weeks of podcast content? Eight podcast, <laughs> eight podcast, eight days of eight casting days. This is one. So you brought it up today, right? Yeah. And I think 
I this is something we've talked about a little bit before, not something we really focus all of our energy on, maybe for a podcast. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts because I've talked to a couple of people here and I've gotten various levels of agreement. But it would be cool if you disagreed with me. But I think that if you have the ability to go to mass every day and you don't, then you are doing a disservice to all of the Christian martyrs throughout all of history who have died trying to get to mass. Okay. All right. I'll, 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 I see you. Okay. Yeah. I, I can understand where you're coming from. All right. So if you have the ability to go to mass, so what yeah. does that mean? As in you are able to go because you have the freedom to like, I understand this is the thing, right? People, you say this to people and they get all the instant get all defensive. You're like, well, I have a child. I'm like, okay, you have a child. Great. That means you don't necessarily have the ability to go to daily mass. I don't expect you to take your newborn, you know, to, yeah, to daily mass to, to eight fifteen mass. You know, you're like you need to stay home and breastfeed or whatever. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> so there's obviously reasons for not going for sure. But I think for a lot of people, especially in our age range, who are young in college, just out of college, no kids, maybe no no. Uh, husband or wife yet um not a lot of legitimate reason and then for people who are maybe older right whose kids aren't young who they just have you know office jobs or whatever like you know and there's a mass that starts before you get to work is there i think a lot of times the reason is is i'm not going because i'm lazy or because i want to sleep or i don't go to sleep early enough rather than out of like a legitimate don't have the ability to and i think that that is wrong yeah, I can I can understand you saying that. Like if if, yeah. if if it's like if you're a young single person and you don't go to mass in the morning because it's quote too early and it actually starts at mm-hmm. eight and your work starts at nine, like you could actually mm-hmm. make it but you stay up too late, I think you are doing a disservice. It, but now that being said, if I mean, because there there are people who like they're in a they're in a certain place spiritually where they can mm-hmm. go to mass daily, but like yeah, I mean, Blessed Pierre Giorgio had to get permission to communicate daily. Right. And this is something maybe you can explain, but like we used to not be able to communicate daily. And are you saying, I don't know what you're saying, but like the fact that Blessed Pierre Giorgio had to go and get permission because he wanted to receive more, you know, should give us an indication of the kind of people does that desire receiving the Eucharist daily, you know? Yeah. And that's a very holy people. So the fact that everybody can just have that regardless of permissions or whatever and we don't take advantage of it, it seems a little backwards to me. That's fair, yeah. Because I, I've, I've, I say that only because that's like something that I've been tossing around in my head. Because mm-hmm. we had a conversation a while back about receiving daily. All right, and I have, I've had these Did conversations. We? we, I think we might have, but I've had a, con- oh. I have, I've had conversations about this a lot about like whether or not it's good to keep, to receive daily because yeah. like I don't know. We talk about this at Franciscan because we're all just a bunch of Jansenists. Um, yeah. And Pelagians, but but yeah, I think I think you're right. You should receive the Eucharist, and it's good. And I think what tell we me do- tell me when outside of a situation where somebody is in mortal sin that they should not receive daily. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but that might again that might just be because like I grew up in a time where receiving daily was possible. Yeah, that's true. Why do you know why that it used to not be allowed? Nope. Really? 
You know everything. <laughs> um, I just I don't I don't know. I know mm. that I do know that um, not in not in Pier Giorgio's time, but like roughly a century earlier, it was rare to receive the Eucharist on Sundays. Mm. So I think I've, and I and I think that, that's baffling to me. And and that might that might just be because of like a human misunderstanding mm-hmm. of receiving the Eucharist, um, as not a source of strength, but as like a goal. Mm-hmm. And like if you're holy enough and you've prepared enough, you can receive Him. Um, yeah. And I think that I think that the the fact that you can receive daily, the Church in her wisdom has decided that, mm-hmm. and not just can I think. Just be, it's it's been opened to everyone that that's obviously been done for a reason and with discernment yeah. I would hope yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah I think I think that if you can you should I mean I always felt I always felt guilty at Franciscan for not going to daily mass when I could because mm-hmm. we had three masses every day okay I'll say two because six thirty mass is just insane um, a.m. six thirty yeah. yeah what's wrong with six thirty a.m. It's just insanely early, and like I just too early, too early for the Lord. Yeah, it is too early for the Lord. God's not up there. Early. <laughs> I, I I will stand my ground. On I mean, here's the thing: it's like it's just okay. So I'm joking. I wish I wish I. This is just something that I've been thinking about recently. Mm-hmm. I wish that I could have gotten more sleep in college. Like yeah. household commitments started at 9 p.m. Nothing really? should start at 9 p.m. I want to start getting ready for bed at 9 p.m. I'm not even kidding. This is me when I was a freshman. I was like, I want to go to bed at seven and wait. I want to go to bed at ten and wake up at seven. Like oh, I want, I want to have that. And like, and then so if I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to mass tomorrow. I go to bed at ten. And I wake up at six, and it's only a little bit worse as opposed to like on the regular going to bed at twelve and waking up at eight every day. Then oh, now all of a sudden I want to go to mass, so I have to go to bed at twelve and wake up at six. And living in the dorms, it was just so tough to go to sleep on time because people were screaming until 11, and then they would only scream when the RAs weren't around. Um, and so so obviously I was not a very fun RA because I held quiet hours rules. Very- Pipe down, you kids. Sh- shut up. The only, the only time I didn't write someone up for screaming in a hallway was on Wednesday nights because the household next to me, they yeah. – um, so I lived right next door to AMDG, and if you, if any of you are familiar with anyone who's ever gone to Franciscan, you might know someone who was in AMDG. Mm-hmm. They are a very loud group of boys, and they have Wednesday night praise and worship um, at nine, and their household song, which they sing right at the end at around ten, involves them all slamming on the walls as hard as they can. That's awesome. It is kind of awesome. What and a so rowdy row group of boys. I should have been an AMDG. You should have been an AMDG. Honestly, I said guardians a while back, but now that I hang out with the, uh, with the, uh, the AMDG boys more, I'm like, yeah, Ethan would have been, done, it would have done good in that group. Um, but I was I could talking, have, I could have ruled. That camp. <laughs> you could have ruled a, no, <laughs> <laughs> but like most, most, um, most people, you know, from Franciscan that are like involved in ministry nowadays, they were an AMDG. Makes sense. Especially, a gregarious bunch. Especially if you're in Houston, it's just all a bunch of AMDG guys. Houston. But uh, one of one of their one of their older guys was Tom. He was a friend of mine. He was talking to me. He was like, "Hey, so we're, we're gonna like be super quiet. Like, I know you're right. I was right in between their room and the common room. He's like, "Yeah, dude. Like, don't worry. Like, we're not gonna wake you up. Like, we respect you. We like you. But uh, if you go to bed early at uh, on Wednesdays, that's your fault." <laughs> and so, of course, last semester was really was really rowdy or it wasn't really rowdy it was like it was really tough and so i at one time i did go to bed 
early on Wednesday, and I woke up at ten a at ten p.m. to a, a terrifyingly loud banging on my wall, mm-hmm. and I like was I rolled out of bed and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, it's Wednesday." Yeah, that was my fault, and I went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that was my That's, own fault. That is funny. What was the, what was the point? Sorry. Yeah. I, so I, my point I was my point was I don't like early morning masses. That was a big okay. that was a big thing is like if you don't mm. if you have class during yeah. noon mass if you have class and and class during four forty five mass you can still yeah. go to mass every day if you wake up at six thirty but that's just not like right that's just not something that I can do yeah it's hmm it's hard it's it's not feasible for a lot of reasons like I made it to mass um like over the summer when I was fundraising. I made it to mass like every day, which meant that some days I had to go to 6.15 so I could get to a breakfast meeting at 7.30 or whatever, um, or at 8 so I could do my holy hour in between, like whatever, whatever I had to do to make it work. Um, And I I don't know if like my – like I obviously believe that and I've been going to mass every day for like two years now um, with like a couple exceptions. And I don't know if like – I'm just like biased because I've just seen good things happen from it or if because I like I, I'm prideful and I'm like trying to keep up the streak or whatever. But like I really think it's one of the most important things that we can do. And the fact that it's not really ever pushed from the pulpit. It's not really ever like anything. People that go to daily mass, maybe they talk about it. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Um, but I think that even if it's super early, you know, that's, it's something worth reorienting your life around, you know, because yes, it's because it is because it is the most important thing that you can do in a day. Mm-hmm. There is I you, t- t- call me if you can think of something more important than than going <laughs> to, to mass. Um, I, I understand that there are like legitimate things like that that take up time, right? Which is why that the church, in her wisdom, again, does not mandate that we go to mass every single day, because there's reality of of life, vocation, all these things. I get that, right? You have kids, you've got a job, you've got this stuff. Cool, but objectively, the most important thing that happens every day is the mass. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if we believe that in our hearts, we believe that to be true, and we like are willing to stake our lives on it and say, yeah. The, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is real and it means something for my life and Jesus is made present to me and I can receive him into my body and become united with him at Mass every single day. Um, if, if you believe that, great, reorient your life around it. If you don't, then like maybe that's time for another conversation because Mass on Sundays once a week is not a sacrifice. Mass every day is a sacrifice and I think that's more, like that's where I regularly meet jesus that's where i get to see him every single day and that's how my relationship with him keeps growing you know i view it in the same way as if i was married and like i would have dinner with my wife or my family every single night because that's the the important thing you know that you would you need to do and mass is the the dinner that i get to have with jesus every single day in the same way that if he he was my spouse so it's like I don't know if I like need to talk about it in a different way or I don't know if like maybe I have a bad understanding of it or if I think that I'm I'm too cool for school or holier than everybody, which I don't think that I do because I genuinely think it's good. But I don't think that in the common understanding of Catholicism that it's even something that's considered, you know. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. 
Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think that, I think that if you are in a place where you want to go to Mass every day, you mm-hmm. should just do it. Yeah. And I think that if God, I mean, because so I, I recently I, I was like, God, I am not praying well. And he was like, all right, cool. Um, let's talk about this. So why don't you think you're praying well? And I'm like, well, so I'm not doing like this, this, that and this. And, and he's like, well, th- what? Why on earth do you think you're supposed to do those things? I didn't say you should do those things. Why? Why do you think I do those things? I was like, OK, cool. So. I was like, I need to stop defining my prayer life based on my criteria. I need to start to find them based on God's criteria. So I was in the adoration mm-hmm. chapel and I was like, God, what do I need to do to get close to you? It's like, think about a time. So I thought, I thought about a time when I was close to God and it was when mm-hmm. I was going to mass at least three times a week. And it was when I, and it's when I spent time in adoration, even alone, like not, not like the strummy strum adoration, like those times. Yes. But just in adoration on the regular. And so he was like, I need you to recommit to going to mass and going to adoration. And I was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And there was one point in my life where I was unable to go to mass. So like the last semester, I would not have been able to go to daily mass. I wanted to, but I couldn't because I was just taking too many classes and I had too much to do. And it was my own fault, but I made a bunch of commitments. I had committed myself out of being able to go to daily mass. That was just how yes. it was for that semester. And so God was like, okay, you got to pray the rosary when you can. And so I did. And it's not, it's not that like, it's just, you gotta, you gotta discern with God in prayer Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to do Mm. to be a saint in whatever station, state of life you're in. Right. And there's, it's not, there's just not a one size fits all answer for what, how to have a good prayer life, except just do it. Just pray Mm -hmm. somehow Mm -hmm. you're supposed Mm -hmm. to. And that's, I think I realize now that's a father Anthony quote. There's no, there's no like one size fits all prayer answer. Like everybody has to pray Lectio Divina every morning. I hear that a lot. Like a lot of a lot of people say, like you have to read scripture every morning before you start your day. Really, I hear that a lot. I think mm. it's I think it's good advice. I think you should, but I don't think that that's something that everybody can do. Um, I don't think it's a have to. I don't think it's a have to. I think it's a I think it's a really good thing to do. I think I think that I think that having scripture in your life on a daily basis is good. But hey, guess what? You get that at mass. Mm-hmm. So, mm. it's. Yeah, it's it's tricky because there are things that are like universally better than other things, you know? Like going to mass is better than not <laughs> not going to mass. You know, like reading yeah. scripture is better than not reading scripture. And we can say those things because we're not relativists. And we know what's what's true good and beautiful and we know that we should orient our lives towards those things. But then how do you avoid like getting into this relativistic space of like trying to teach people how to pray and encourage them in a life of prayer? Um, when 
they're saying like, oh, I don't think I'm ready for that yet. Or I think I need to be doing something else or that's not working for me. And then it's like, okay, all the things that have worked for me or all the things that I know that are really good, like mass and scripture, maybe are not necessarily working for this person or they're not working for me right now. So like, how do we respond to that, you know, without watering things down? You know what I mean? Because my first thought is always like, hey, you, you're you saying that like you're struggling in prayer. Like have you been making time for mass every day? Have you been making time for at least like a couple times a week? Have you been making time for scripture? And if the answer is like no, then it's like, okay, are you really struggling in prayer or are you struggling in laziness? Yeah. When when people tell me they're struggling in prayer, I usually ask them if they're doing it. Because mm-hmm. that, that's, that's sometimes, sometimes I'm struggling in prayer is like the way of hiding behind like, I don't know why God's not like answering me when I pray. He's like, well, I mean, it's possible that he's testing you. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. But there's no way for you to know that unless you're praying. And a lot of times when, (laughs) a lot of times when we start praying and we like hit a snag, like we just don't feel like praying and we go into prayer and we, we go into prayer grumpy and we just sit there and we like look at God all right, he's not answering me. We kind of just give up right away. Like, he's not yeah. doing anything. This is my 30 years of darkness that Mother Teresa experienced. I am in desolation now. One of, my, one of my lead facilitators when I was in high school said, you can only be in desolation if you're praying. You can't be in desolation if you're not praying. If you're in desolation because mm-hmm. you're not praying, it's just because you're not praying. That doesn't count. If you're in consolation because you're not praying, you're being tricked. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you need a prayer life <laughs> because desolation and consolation don't mean anything outside of the context of daily prayer. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and, and that, the thing is like daily prayer is something that you can do every day, regardless of whether or not you are able to go to mass or able to read scripture. Well, because yeah, that, that, that's something that prohibits people from reading scripture is they just don't know where to start. There's there's some kind of like biblical literacy that is that needs to be taught to you. And if no one's ever taught that to you, that's not your fault. Yeah. You know? I mean, we know to start with the gospels because we were told that. No, not not too many other pe- other people start books from page one. And so they're reading the the introduction by Scott Hahn and they're like, Where wait, where's where does Jesus come in? Where's, the, even at, where's the Lord? We're well, not even at Genesis yet. Like yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, there's there's there are a lot of roadblocks between like sorry it looks like there's a lot of roadblocks between you and a good prayer life but the answer is just talk to god like you're having a conversation and that's easy to say but then on the flip side most of us don't really have conversations um we don't really a lot of a lot of young people now don't know how to have conversations i'd say like we Mm. lose that i've I've said this on the podcast like texting the the phenomenon of texting is you have to say something in order for there to be a conversation happening. Like you as a person have to say something. You can't listen in a text message. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no active listening when you're texting. And so when you want to start a conversation with your friend, you say, Hey, and then you wait for them to respond. And then when you respond, it is now your turn to talk. And so you talk. And so there's like this back and forth sort of thing, but you can't double text, even though Ethan does it all the time. What's wrong um, with double texting? That used to be a big thing when I was a kid. Like that's what I learned was you can't double text. And so even now, like if I if I open a conversation and I see that I said something last, even three months ago, 
I feel bad sending another text. Really? Yeah. I have no qualms about sending yeah. more than one text in a row. I mean, <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, I send multiple texts in a row if like it's the same conversation and I'm like, I have to add something to what I just said. But like if someone didn't, re- I, I feel like they don't want to talk to me because I didn't hear anything from them. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm bothering. If them. I don't double text you, then we don't get the podcast scheduled. That's a good point. <laughs> if you don't you, text me back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So like we, we learned, we learned how to have conversations and also we learned how to text when we were young. And so I think that, I think that the way that we communicate now is different than we used to as people. And so when you say have a conversation with God, what, when I say that to someone like a teen, they think, oh, okay, cool. I have conversations with my friend all the time. And they think, all right, I just got to say things to God until he responds the way that I talk to him. And that's just mm. not how it works. Yeah. You have to, you have to, you have to work on the muscle, the mental muscle that listens to people. And it's tough to listen to God because he doesn't speak the way that we do. Yeah. That's interesting. I think. Thank you. I, no, you're welcome. Because <laughs> that, that means, that means this is great. Here we go. Learning things. Yeah. That, that means that if God doesn't speak to us the way that other people speak to us, that means that we don't speak to him the way that we speak to other people. Yeah. So. So like the conversation is on a completely different plane. It's on another, it's orthogonal to our conversations that happen here. Sorry, what word did you just say? (laughs) Orthogonal. What does that mean? It means, it means kind of like there's an intersection point, which is Jesus. But like everything other than that kind of goes in another direction. It's like. I don't know. I could sh- I could send you a picture of it's it. Like like, course, it's like an orthogon, of course. Something like with twenty yeah, sides. It's like, it's like an orthogon. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like somebody who makes. <laughs> sorry, it's a new shape I invented. <laughs> it's an orthogon. It's like a doctor who deals with with orthogons. He's an orthodontist. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I got to get my orthogons removed. I got to go to the orthogons. I got to get my, my orthogons got to get straightened. Anyway, Ooh. perpendicular. How about that? Is that better? Yep. 90 degree. It goes the other way. Um, other direction. But it's our, our conversation with God is, is different than our conversation with other people because I, I know that I'm having a conversation with you because I'm saying things to you and you're responding. And even when we're in real life and we're in person, and when I'm with other people, it's like I say something to you and I read your face and I read your body language and maybe I I interact with you in some way or I hand you something or I touch you or I hug you or we're walking together and like we're talking even though we're not looking at each other, but we still understand. Like there's lots of things that go into a conversation, right? Right. But that's, like you said, not how God has a conversation with us. And so our conversations with the Lord are so different than our conversations with other people. That means that our conversations with the Lord happen when we're talking to people in line at the store, when we're like walking around doing our chores in the house, when we're going to bed, getting up in the morning, when we're like, when we, when we do the things every day in in our lives and we find him in those things, like that's how we talk to him, you know, Mm. like that's how, like, it's not, yeah. Like obviously I have a holy hour every day and I sit down and I, I, I look at a crucifix and I try my very best to like listen and talk to him and have as as close of a semblance to a normal conversation as I can have. But sometimes it's just straight up like I just read a book for my hour. Like I'm just reading from a book and I'll sit and I'll think about those things and 
like, oh, what is what is the Lord saying to me through this? Like, oh, I don't know. Okay, that makes sense. Lord, do you think that's what you're saying? And I listen for a while, like, oh, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. And then I move on, and then like kind of leave. But then I keep I keep talking to him. It's not like I stop when I leave that place. It's like I'm still thinking about those things and trying to figure out like what he's trying to say to me through because he's talking to us through everything and in everything, mm. and we just have to be aware of it. It's not. I think I I'm so convicted that prayer is not just sitting down in front of a tabernacle and saying, here we go, strap in. <laughs> All right, it's I'm listening time. It's no, like pr- you can have a holy hour every day by walking around and listening to the Lord in, in everything, you know? And that's, I think that's just sounds super cheesy or whatever. If you don't do it, <laughs> basically. Walk, walking, so, walking and praying is, a, is good. Yeah. Get get the get the mental juice flowing, all the brain juices mm-hmm. out there in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like, cause cause hmm. this is why bringing it back to the original point. This is why mass is so good, is because he's literally given us this 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 time and this prayer, and he's like, "This is the the best way that you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. And this is the best way that I can talk to you, and it's going to happen every single day, and you can go every single day." And I'm not going to be annoyed or bothered by it. Like I actually want you to come every single day. And so with all of this understanding of what prayer is and what a conversation with God is and understanding what the mass is, then it's like, crap, you know, like what, what am I doing? Where's my, where are my priorities at? Like, do I really care about talking to God in the way that he wants me to talk to him? Mm-hmm. Or do I care about talking to him the way that I want to talk to him? Which bada boom, bada bing pride yeah Mm. oh wait where was i oh okay all right so i'm not gonna put them on blast but i was talking to a friend about evangelizing the way that not necessarily evangelizing but talking about youth ministry and like building the youth ministry that i want that i Mm -hmm. would have wanted when i was a kid versus building the youth ministry that god needs for these kids right now yeah Similarly with my prayer life, it's like I need – it's it's going to be stupid if I build the youth ministry that I like. Like I'll come every week. I'll have a great time. But who knows mm-hmm. if these kids are going to come every week if I build the youth ministry that I want. Um, God knows who will come if I build the youth ministry that he wants. So similarly, it's like if we build the prayer life, life that we want, we will eventually get bored. Yeah. You know, it's it's like we, yeah. we, we, we want it right now, right? But we change. We're different, you know? And so eventually the new self is going to hate the prayer life, the old self built and be like, well, I tried prayer. It doesn't work. Guess I'm going to go live a life of sin. Um, just kidding. But if, if we build the life that if we build the life of prayer that God wants for us, which again, he works through our desires. So it's not exactly two different things, but if you, you make your desires in tune with God and then you build the prayer life that God wants for it. Did that make sense? Did I kind of just contradict myself? I didn't contradict myself. No, you didn't. I didn't. It makes Hooray. it does make sense. Hooray! Finish the thought. <laughs> uh, I don't know how. I didn't okay. know where you were going with it. I was. Like, I was going I was, with. I was going. I was with, keenly we... interested, and then you just you fell apart there. Sorry, that and happens sometimes. Like, Ooh, I fall yeah, apart. Okay. So we, if we build the prayer life that God wants for us, we won't get bored because it'll change and adapt with us. Because we're, if you pray all the time, you're going to know what God wants. Yes. Not like not like with a 100 percent certainty, but you're going to. I mean, Augustine, like, pray and do what you will. 
You know, it's like, it's like just pray or love and do what you will. I guess you could say the same thing, right? Love and do what you will, pray and do what you will. Like pray, be with God, know who he is. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, you're going to be constantly praying with him, like St. Paul says. And then when you make decisions, you're just going to make decisions with him. You're not going to be making selfish decisions. You're not going to be making stupid decisions. You're going to be making God decisions Mm -hmm. and everything's going to be great. And we'll all hold hands and sing kumbaya. I think when the decisions times come, it's going to be like, I think there's a lot of, I don't know, the, like, oh, you need to go pray about that thing, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, I got to go pray. And then you go and you, you pray and you like fold your hands and you're kneeling, like, Lord, <laughs> what should I do? And it's like, and he's like, who is this person who's coming here? I don't know. Yeah. Depart from me. I do not know you. That's a, that's a good thing to do. Obviously I don't want to detract from that. But if we're praying every day and we're walking with him and we're talking to him and we're constantly in conversation with him, then it it usually is pretty clear like what what something's going on. So like if there's a, a decision that has to be made, like, oh, am I going to leave or am I going to stay here? Am I going to take this job, that job, whatever. And like you make a decision and then there's like a an unease about it or or a – you know, not a lack of peace, right? Then yeah. you're like, maybe, you know, the Lord might not have been calling me in that direction. And maybe he's calling me to change something about it if I can, or be aware that this might not be the best situation for me and be extra on guard because I've made a poor decision, yeah. you know, or you, you get to the decision point and you've, you have been guided by the Lord so much and you trust him and you know, his voice that you can, I kind of imagining in my brain right now, like a, like a, um, like an elephant, no, not an elephant, like a horse, like who has a rider, you know, and the rider and the horse are such good friends. And all it takes from the, from the rider to get the horse to move is just like a little, little like twitch of the knee, you know, yeah. like, are we feeling for those little, those little twitches, those little things that like we are sensitive to so that we can completely change our course on an instant because of the, the, the trust that exists, you know, like that's, that's how it's supposed to be. There's obviously a better example than an animal human relationship um nope it was a great example okay thanks st francis st francis called his body brother ass oh really meaning donkey yes and so that works perfectly (laughs) yes and of course the the ass of balaam Mm -hmm. in when when the when the pagan witch the pagan sorcerer was riding his donkey and God, the Lord God of Israel told him to do something and he rode in the other direction. The donkey stopped and he was like, the donkey said to him, like, are you not going to obey what God said to you? And he like wouldn't move until Balaam decided to turn around. Is is Shrek based on the Old Testament? Yes. What? Yes. That's crazy. Few know this. Few know the realities that lay within before the time. What? Yeah. Good. Okay. I don't know. I think the the last thought that I have on this is I think that creating a community of people that are bought in on the will of the Lord, who are walking together with the Lord and walking with each other can just be powerful, you know? And I think daily mass is the conduit for that community to happen. And so Mm, all I want, okay. Yes. Here you go. See, all I want everywhere for the rest of my life is to cultivate and increase a community of daily mass. Like that's the, absolutely without a doubt the most important thing to me like community wise like here in Tulsa wherever I end up whatever parish I'm at like that's going to be the thing because if you have a group of people that go to mass every day and you have a group of people who are really trying to 
to hear the Lord and they're not just going just to keep up appearances or because it's the thing to do. Um, then all of a sudden you have a group of 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, a hundred people, however many people who are all, who are all following the Lord, like, yeah. like the brother, like the brother ass, you know, who are getting following those twitches and making money moves in their, <laughs> in their respective homes, workplaces, etc. And like, that's how we change the world. And like, but if we, we don't have that conduit for community, this is the last thing. Sorry. Like if we don't have that conduit for community, then there's no way for all of us to know how each other are responding to the Lord. There's no way for us to learn from each other. It's all reduced to social media. It's yeah. all reduced to passing hellos at Sunday mass. And there's no, and there's nothing there, you know? Mm. So it has to be, I mean, I'll, I'll end with this. Give us this day, our daily bread. You know, that's, that's all, that's all I know. And so I think we should take that seriously. Yeah, I guess it's not a coincidence that that line is in the prayer that Christ gave us when we said, teach us to pray. And yep. also that it's a part of the Mass that we always do and never skip, even during daily Mass. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I think, I, think I, I think I agree with you on the whole, is that if you can go to daily Mass, you should. Um, and, you, and I think that if you can go to daily Mass with people, you should. That's always been my thing. It's like, I, I hate going to Mass by myself. Like, even Sunday Mass, I hate it. It's not, it's not fun. Um, if I go to daily mass by, if I go to mass by myself, I always try to find someone that I happen to know that's also going to that mass and I sit with them just because I don't know, like the people mass mass is like supposed to be community. And it's, it's very, it's even though it's a divine thing, it's also a very human thing. Oh yes, Right. Like, like the Lord, like the Lord, (laughs) (laughs) like Jesus himself. Much like Jesus himself, the mass is both divine and human. And it's like, that's why it's liturgical. That's why it's tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something very human about, there's something that just makes me, when I, when I know that I'm going to mass at 12, I order my day around it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, I, I'm like, I'm going to mass at this time. And, but when I'm, when I'm like, oh, I'm going to pray at some point today. I'm like, okay, I guess I could do it at 11. Well, eh, I want to finish this up and then I'll go at 11.15. You know, you don't have that option with Mass. It's right. it, it gives you discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows you, like, an, a structure of hierarchy, right, with the priest and, like, the people. And it, like, it, it you read the mat, you read you read the readings, and you receive the Eucharist. And it's just, like, it's all, there's there's adoration, there's Lexia Divina in Mass, there's, like, everything in Mass. There's everything in Mass. Mm-hmm. Just go to Mass. It's really great. If you've been thinking about adding a daily mass, just don't don't you don't have to do it all at once. Here's where I kind of disagree with you. It's easy to it's easy to say if you can go to mass every day, do it. It's very easy to say that. I think that's true. However, some people can't go to daily mass not just because they have kids, not just because they have stuff to do, but because they aren't in the habit of it. And so building habits mm-hmm. takes time. Yeah. And if you try to do a habit Really, if you try, if you if you over if you overdo a habit and then you fail, you may feel really bad about yourself, and then you might stop the habit altogether. So, you have two options. One, I think you should pick. If you already go to a daily mass, go to two. If you have do go to two, go to three, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um. If you, and you could you could do that, just adding one daily mass a week, every week until you're going every day. Or you could absolutely just cr- try to go to daily mass every day. And then if you fail one day, just go the next day and just don't give up. Just keep going. That's what I did. It eventually ended up working. It took, yeah. took a while though. Yeah. There's, there, there's, I, I think those are two routes, honestly, to take to prayer, to the prayer life, because 
I've I've heard I've heard like the I've heard people say it both ways at retreats like don't bite off too much at once. I think that's true. But if and I've heard I've heard people say like um just start the daily holy hour and if you miss if you fail one day just get back up the next day and do it again. I think the first way is like a much more um someone who's just starting a prayer life it's very easy for them to be like okay I'm just going to do 15 minutes it's not a big deal. But um I think the the second way is a much better way it's a much better analogy for like combating sin. Mm-hmm. Just like if you fail, just get back up and try again. It's true. Yeah. Perseverance. Shout Dude. out to Daily Mass. Shout out to Daily Mass. <laughs> Patrick, we've been podcasting for almost two hours. That's true. Do you I, really have to go to the bathroom? I really have to go to the bathroom. I really need to clean my house. I told you you should have gone before we started. It was your own and I really need to help my teammate edit a video on iMovie. Okay. Because she's struggling to put a title in, so I gotta go. <laughs> I'm the I'm that guy on the team. You're that you're you're the very tech savvy guy on the team. Not the tech savvy, but like if you need a video or like gotcha. a photo or like yeah. a social media, anything, like that's there everybody comes to me. I mean as a young person hmm, at my yes. parish, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. As a young person, how am I supposed to know anything about a relationship with the Lord at all? All right, right around <laughs> in the spirit in the spirit of um in the spirit of Ethan, unfollow everybody that is does not have a human face in their profile picture unless That's, they're like. I will never unfollow Ben. Ben. Ben Recan underscore T. I don't follow him. Oh really? wait, who is it? Recan underscore T. Dominican. Maybe. I don't know if I do. What? follow Ben. Okay, He's maybe. got the owl. Uh maybe. I don't know. Oh, anyway. I mean, like obviously they're a per- but what I mean is like I will never want I will never again follow someone who has a logo in their profile picture. Looking very, at you, Steve the missionary. No, I'm just kidding. Very I, I still trained. follow Steve. Yeah, I would unfollow I won't follow more people. I'm down to one fifty nine. One fourteen, son. Oh gosh, you're better than me. It is true. I am better than you. Um, patreon.com slash the crunch. Check out our, what do you call it? The <laughs> bonus episode, bonus episode on Avengers Endgame. We didn't spoil anything. Father Anthony, don't listen episode, to it. Father Anthony, don't listen to it. Except we spoiled everything. We spoiled everything. We, we, we really, talked, we about really talked about everything. Do not listen to this episode. Do not listen to it. Do if you not. If you haven't spoilers. seen it yet. I'm so like we, we, Captain America himself told me, hashtag don't spoil the end game. I saw the video on Facebook and I was like, okay, all the Avengers, I won't. I'll do it for you guys. I'm one of you now. <sighs> what would Poor your, Chris what Evan. would your Avengers name be, Ethan? What? What would your Avengers name be? Would you be Beetle Boy? Uh, I think I would be, I don't know, Beetle Boy. Yeah, it's eh. like Spider-Man or Ant-Man, but you're a boy. You're Beetle Boy. Hey, can I be like... I don't know what I was gonna say. I can't. I have not thought of a name you, that you caught me off guard. Yeah, sorry. I would be the big cheese. That's my superhero name. It'd be. It'd be like I, I Hulk out, but I'm yellow and also made of cheese. <laughs> like Jimmy Neutron in that episode where they did a Hulk knockoff. It was he a big cheese? I mean, he was kind of orange, but you know. Oh, okay, no, that's not it. It's the episode where everybody got superpowers, and Sheen was so <laughs> fast, and he just had to pee all the time. I feel that. <laughs> I would be Sheen. I'd be fast Sheen. <laughs> I'd be fast Sheen. What, what was, was Carl's superhero? He was like super burp. He, was, he burped, yeah. That's honestly you. Super burp is you. Um, I think you're all of the Jimmy Neutron. The N-Men. Um, yeah, was, 
So was Sheen, what's his name? Is he even name? He vibrates bladder control. <laughs> no, I don't think he has a name. Oh wait, no. <laughs> The, the name that Sheen comes up with for the entire group, though, is the Fantastic League of Justice Bringing Avenging Men, which is very <laughs> funny. The Fantastic Justice Bringing League of, League of Avenging Men. That's really funny. Yeah, that is hilarious. Th- those shows sometimes are way funnier than we give them credit for. It's but. true. Uh, so basically, Sheen sits on a vibrating massage chair as they go through a force field in Mars or whatever, and he gets that superpower. So, oh yeah, and like that's... Jimmy's angry, and that's why he gets that. Yeah, superpower. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's honestly, honestly, God, that's how I thought superpowers worked. I, I would mean, love a lightning-based superpower, honestly. So you want to be Thor? No, not Thor. More like Static Shock. Ooh, Static Shock! Shout yeah. out to shout out to Static Shock for that's... teaching me about life as an urban youth <laughs> with also that also has superpowers yes um that I'm, I'm thinking more of a static shock sort of thing um uh maybe as long as i can fly i don't care what i have yeah. as long as i can fly that's it honestly i i choose i know i know i'm all fly i know boy. i'm all about like i know i'm all about like like captain america but if i if i could choose an actual superpower not just like being a little bit stronger than most people um i would choose a lightning based superpower Okay, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Remember, um, unfollow everyone that has a logo in their profile picture. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.